Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co-hosts, the speaker and Corey. How are you guys doing? The speaker's here. I know, right? Popping like once a year. Just to remind you all that I'm still alive. <laughs> good. <laughs> for, for our holiday Christmas special. Yeah, glad That's to have to, you. I know. I haven't heard you girls' voices in ages. So I had to take the chance when you invited me on. It's Absolutely. been too dang long. In ages. Yeah, our listeners have been wondering how you're doing. So maybe we should start off real quick with, you know, just a quick recap of how you've been lately. Well, life, life down under is not bad. It's gotten a lot better. From all that other bullshit that we were dealing with over over a year ago, unfortunately, government hasn't changed much. Same people still got voted in. Um, our mate Dan Andrews got voted in again for another four years. Mm-hmm. Um, decisively, like it wasn't even close. Um, which is weird, but you know <laughs> what? What what are you going to do about it? You know, it's just just got to kind of move on. I mean, the area that I'm in is is what won the other side of but it's just a small small part of victoria but apart from that you know things have been good you know work's been hard as people don't know i i run a family business with my family and you know we're we're tracking through we're getting it done we're paying the bills well because so you work a lot to, you, you deal know, with, a lot. with with your uh supply chain issues and stuff like that because you're having mm-hmm. to deal with companies overseas and whatnot so are you seeing a big mess with all that um it's it's been harder um yeah. and not as many uh we deal mostly with the islands so they kind of have like two people doing things in the whole islands so we're talking like <laughs> Papua, Papua New Guinea Fiji like all, all those islands so it, it can be hard but in the scheme of things, that's still operating pretty. We're just lucky that we're not dealing out of China and stuff at this point in time. We still get the odd goods from there, but it's not as much as it used to be for sure. Yeah. All right, but you're doing good. Animals I am doing good. good. Animals all good. I got a new dog. If I haven't, if, if I wasn't on before, before I got a new one, I got a border collie. Oh, you see, yeah. you should have posted a picture of him. Ah. Uh, or the the video the video of them chasing the was it a oh, cow on the other side of the fence and no, it was a sheep a sheep it's my, my sheep that had yeah, that so yeah because he's a herding dog so right. yeah he's got oh, a, he's he's got a best bud which is a sheep <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. cute <laughs> yeah the cute ass yeah and, <laughs> but no he's 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 got a lot bigger now after century guys new photo it's getting bigger awesome. by the day it's really hard now to like maneuver around the bed. So like when I jump on, he will jump on the bed with me, and then I can't get him off. Like he's too big now. <laughs> like, get off! Get... Okay. <laughs> you win this. Oh well, it's good to good to get an update from you, speaker. I know people have been wanting to hear how you're doing, and so glad to hear that you're doing well. And um, we're gonna talk about a lot of things, so just chime in whenever. Whenever you feel like it. Today we're yeah. going to talk about. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. So today we're <laughs> going to talk a little bit about a report I just posted on Corey's digs about national strategy to develop distributed ledger technology for digital ID tucked into the 2023 defense budget. 
We'll talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to move on to more positive things, because after all, this is a Christmas episode. So I think we're going to spend the bulk of the time talking about solutions, positive tips, successes that we've had over the course of the year, and how we can build on those things, whether it's personal, uh, on a personal level, or as a society. So yeah, yeah, lots to get into. We're going to get into it. So here's the... Yeah, the report that I just posted on Corey's Digs called National Strategy to Develop Distributed Ledger Technology for Digital ID Tucked into the 2023 Defense Budget. So for just to get everybody up to speed, on December 15th, uh, the Congress passed the National Defense Authorization Act of 2023, and this is basically the defense budget for 2023. And this was in the lead up to the omnibus bill that they're ramming through Congress right now. Senate just passed um, the omnibus bill. But so the week before it was passing the National Defense Authorization Act plus a one week extension to fund the government. And then this week we had this whole omnibus fight. Um but so I've been digging. It, it's in- a race to see how many trillions they can steal each year. It's just getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. I, I, I know. Right? From what I've seen, it just keeps going up. Absolutely. It keeps going up. I mean, they used COVID for the past couple of years as an excuse to completely expand government. And oh, war, uh, war of Ukraine, pump more mm-hmm. money. They're mm-hmm. just finding ways, aren't they? But they never backtrack. It keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. And the defense budget is no exception to that. So even though they, you know, keep failing their audits, like I think five times in a row, they've failed their audit now. So yeah, yeah. Like missing billions of dollars. Like, oops, where'd that Brilliant. go? Pentagon's Brilliant. missing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. It's a mess. It's a hot mess. And so is this NDAA. So there's a lot of bad things in this defense budget that have gone completely unnoticed. Um, Devil is always in the details. Of course, getting a lot of headlines from the NDAA was one victory in this um, bill, which was that they rescinded the COVID jab mandate for military members. So that got a lot of focus. But the details in this NDAA uh, a lot of, have, of them haven't come to light. It's an $858 billion bill uh, defense budget. So we, we're doing some key word searches on the NDAA. And um, the one that popped up for me that was really interesting and, uh, you know, just stood out was this um, – section called uh, National Strategy for Distributed Ledger Technology. And so in this section, um, I'll go into it, um, what is in this section of the NDAA, but just for a little bit of background, um, I go through kind of over the course of 2022 what the Biden regime has been up to, to kind of build up to this national strategy. And it all started with Biden's executive order on March 9th. And this was all about CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, and placing the highest urgency on uh, developing central bank digital currencies. And so then what happened was after this um, this executive order was issued, well, first of all, the American public 
has not been behind this at all, initiative at all. I, the Fed's been working on a CBDC. The public has been outspoken against this. 71% of the people who responded to the Fed CBDC proposal were either concerned or completely outright opposed to the idea of a United States central bank digital currency. So um, this is not something that the public wants, but they're moving forward with it anyways. And so after this Biden executive order um, it called for this kind of like dream team of deep state, <laughs> you know, and the <laughs> Fed and everybody to work together on this national strategy. So they came up with um, a national digital assets research and development agenda. And That's so, a bullshit name. <laughs> right. I love how they keep extending things like that. <laughs> yeah. And so this agenda is tasked with, they're tasked with not just helping the Fed with their CBDX, CBDC exploration, but with scaling up all of the relevant technology that goes along with that. Basically all the infrastructure, the distributed ledger technology infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. And so they talk about how um, this agenda is going to focus on topics less related to CBDCs, not just CBDCs, but they're not mentioning that they're going to use distributed ledger technology for the purposes of digital IDs or vaccine passports, right? Oh, but it's implied, that's for certain. Absolutely. And then it was pretty <laughs> explicit in the G20 declaration that they signed just a couple of months later where they committed not only to exploring CBDCs, but also to digital COVID-19 certificates, vaccine passports, digital IDs, right? Mm -hmm. And so here we are. And meanwhile, uh, the Defense Department is ramping up on their plans for developing the infrastructure as well. They just signed a $9 billion contract with Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and Oracle. And this contract goes through June of 2028. And uh, this is for cloud computing. And for people to who are just not, you know, really well versed in how this all works, you know, cloud computing is is a key component, as well as artificial intelligence and distributed ledger technology. All of this has to come together to create this infrastructure that they financial want. Financial control system over our money. And our entire lives. Yes. And so um, they're all kind of coordinating on this. But let's get to the actual, you know, verbiage used in this um, NDAA. So here we are. Congress um, passes the NDAA with this national strategy to develop distributed ledger technology tucked into it. This is another 4,400-page document that Congress passed and probably didn't even read. And way down in Section 5913 is this this language where they talk about using distributed ledger technology and including... Um, So they're talking about the research that they're going to be doing and including use cases for distributed ledger technologies across industry sectors and government, including applications pertaining to several things, but including digital identity, medical information management, inclusive financial services, 
and digital credentials. It's right here mm, in gosh, black and white. It sounds like what we've been screaming about for the past five years, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. But they actually laid it out in black and white because they didn't think anybody was actually going to read this 4,400-page document. Right. So yeah, here, many of them haven't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty um, explicit here that they're not just interested in supporting the Fed's exploration of CBDCs. No, they're very much interested in building an infrastructure that would um, help the government to move forward on their initiative to have like a national digital ID program where they can store medical information of people. People can blockchain. Blockchain, blockchain. Mm -hmm. digital credentials, et cetera, et cetera. And you got supply chain transparency on there, which is also their little smart contracts they're working on through food and every other industry you can imagine that also will run through the blockchain. Everything, everything they yeah. want to run through it. They yeah. know social, your social through. credit score. We'll exactly. Jump on there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Community so, governance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this research doesn't just focus on building the infrastructure. It also talks about promoting widespread participation and doing sort of social research, human behavior research to mm -hmm. promote widespread acceptance of this initiative that they know the American public is not interested in. See, Speaker, it's kind of like you like didn't even miss a beat, right? It's like you were just here yesterday and we're still talking about the same thing. <laughs> no, right? It's like the world has not changed. It's gotten worse. <laughs> we're moving forward and this stuff's all stood still. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, they're moving forward now, too. Yeah, of course. Yep. They're ramping up. They're, they're, oh, yeah. They you know, are. Speeding, 23 is going to be, gonna be a hot, hot wartime moment. That's when Whoa. everyone needs to stop with the distractions and get on it. Well, we're getting close to 2030, so this is all going to start getting faster, faster, faster. So it's yeah. important that we talk about it now, and it's important that people are aware of it now. I mean, right. we have we have been screaming about this for, you know, 20 years, but it's yeah. good that now there's actually platforms where people can actually start paying attention. And right. they're coming out and explicitly saying it. They're no longer hiding behind oh, no, euphemisms. Exactly. And insinuations, they're being very explicit with their agenda now. And so all of the us conspiracy theorists are being proven right daily, which um, destroys, you know, what little, you know, amount of public confidence there ever was um, daily. And so um, and, and just legitimizes everything that we've been saying, um, essentially bringing more people to our side. Um, more people waking up to it uh, because they're being so outright with it. Um, but I can guarantee going back to this, this studying of social behavior, studying of ways to promote um, widespread participation, I can guarantee that those kinds of studies are really going to be used against us just in the same way that they used um, COVID to coerce the population. Um, you know, you, you have to get the jab by threat um, of losing your job right. or travel or going to school. Yep. Yeah, it's the carrot and stick. And you, do you remember in the early days where it was like, get your COVID shot and you can get a free donut or oh, something? Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a bully pop. <laughs> See, it's in here. 
Yeah, yeah. So we'll, I'm sure we'll have they'll stamp have... cards for you. You know, you get full vaccine shots. We'll give you free coffee. Right. So s- sign up for your digital ID, and we'll give you a free coffee, or you know, whatever. It Everything is, it's gonna is be, about but... convenience and savings. That is how they sell everything. Right. Oh, and life saving, convenience, saving money, and life saving. Oh, I wish I, I wish I had saved this video. I saw it the other day. It popped up on one of my feeds from Canada where they were doing like a Christmas propaganda thing for vaccine. And it was like Santa Claus and that. I was oh, just like, geez. oh, this is terrible. If I find it, I'll send it to you. I don't believe I didn't yeah. it. But <laughs> oh, it was just, it was just so hard to watch. It was yeah, so what? So- he was saying it was hard to watch. Yeah. yeah. So they're uh, going to do the yeah. same thing with this. People need to understand that it was never about COVID. It was always about right. this, right? And that was, COVID was just like an excuse to kind of usher us into this system. They're going to keep pushing this um, with new emergencies, new fear tactics um, to try to get us or to, to coerce us or force us to to sign on to these things that we are adamantly against so we need to stand up to read these two lines because it cracks me up so they say improve the privacy and interoperability of digital identity and access management solutions so in other words there's going to be authoritarians managing and overseeing this to benefit your privacy and to make sure this your information can go across states and countries And then they say, increase the integrity and transparency of supply chains through the secure and limited sharing of relevant supplier information, which is hysterical because if you read all their other documents, it is all about mass scale data sharing. In fact, if you look into the WHO treaty and everything they're trying to pass with their wonderful takeover of the uh, global healthcare system through their One Health approach, it is all about sharing data and health records and everything. And the only thing they mean by transparency is transparent to them so they can see all of your stuff running through the blockchain. Right, right. Sounds sounds legit. Sounds safe. Nothing yeah. can get hacked. No, never heard of anything getting hacked lately. <laughs> oh, we, we had a huge hack in Australia a couple of months ago, uh, which was the company from Medibank Private. So everybody that was with Medibank Private, all their data got stolen. You're talking about millions and millions of people, and it was massive. And now there is um, a group lawsuit going on with it, which you know every like everyone I know have has received letters because there's that many Australians that are part of this company. You're talking wow. about multi millions of people's data all got stolen. It was massive, massive hack. So why don't we just take everything, all of our personal data, digitize everything, put it all in central one central location? Because I'm sure that'll be safe, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, It's insane. But it's so so, it's so funny though because it is it's like an oxymoron. They're trying to sell you on cyber tech, cyber tax, and we need to keep everything safe. But let us digitize it all. That'll keep it safer. Right. Exactly. My, so, my the only thing that's safe to me is my USB sticks that I've got password protected. It's on mine, so, right? And I keep them stored off my computer. There you go. <laughs> Smart. There you go. There's a tip for coming up. <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah so they are moving forward with this in 2023 whether we like it or not because the traders and congress passed this without waiting for the republicans to take over in the house in 2023 where they could have more leverage on what gets put in these massive spending bills but anyways so here's the funding and the timeline so the development of this national strategy it's going to take place over the course of 2023 with reports going to Congress and the president by the end of the year on their progress. And they're going to be funded through annual budget requests to build this infrastructure for the end, for the digital enslavement system. So the, the good side of this is that because government bureaucracy is so slow, we still have some time to fight back, but that doesn't mean relax. That means that we need to have a sense of urgency now because the window is closing. Yep. And so we need to fight back and get loud and contact our representatives who have betrayed us in Congress by just now passing this omnibus bill in God the Senate. Yeah, corrupt, wasteful spending in the trillions. We're, like, we're talking about, it's more like one8 Five trillion on the omnibus and, and we're going to talk about some of that in next week's because i still need to go through i started hitting some of the keywords at like five in the morning um yesterday and there are definite things in there i would like to talk about so yeah we'll definitely um need to go through everything i've been just really digging into the omnibus and all of the crap that's in there but there's so much because again, it's another four. I think it's forty four, forty five hundred. Four thousand is the minimum. Four, it's decided. over four thousand pages uh, of a bill to go through, and you know, pull out all of the worst of the worst from it um, that they're passing. But so get loud, contact your representatives, let them know that this is in the bill because I can guarantee you, most of them don't even know that this is in the NDAA. And they need to know where we stand on defunding projects like this and many, many others in right. 2023. I'm telling you what. So moving on to brighter days. Yeah. So before to... before you start talking, I'm just going to set this up. So we found this cute little video here <laughs> that we're just going to play while we while we chat about some positive things because it is a Christmas episode. <laughs> right. Got, like, Christmas That's elevator cool. music going. <laughs> <laughs> I, all right so go this. on i love this because they'll like walk off and come back and it they're so cute and and the cat looks just like my cat so so i just wanted to um i wanted to talk about some solutions and some tips and tools and all that good stuff and some things that we're doing and i've had so many fantastic people on the solution series that i do with uh james white and it's exclusive to uh my site as well as uh solari and I wanted to just, I just pulled like, you know, one or two little things from each person that we interviewed that kind of stuck in my mind. Um, and I wanted to go through those. So we had Jim Gale from Food Forest Abundance, who pointed out to everyone that there are 43 million lawns in the US. Like, why are we wasting our time and energy and money and also using, a lot of people use the bad, you know, chemicals on them all and, and water to maintain them rather than using that space to grow our own food. So um, that's just, it's such an astounding number when you, when you put it in perspective, you know, like what a waste, what have we been doing? 
So then I had John Kane Carter on, uh, brilliant on mental and physical preparedness. And again, he points out what should be obvious, but, it, but it's not, is that you've got to clear your head, quit watching television and stop reading all the garbage because it is intended to create fear and fear is paralyzing. There's always a solution to everything. And if, if, and that's so true with John, he's great at finding solutions to everything. I think people really need to work on not just self-reliance, but building confidence in themselves, you know, and yeah. believing that they are capable of so much more than they think they are. And, um, really getting out of that fear mode. Like for me personally, I don't know about you guys, but for me in my day-to-day -day personal life, I just really stay in the present in the moment and I'm observant and I pay attention to what's going on and I soak it all in and I enjoy it. And, and I laugh a lot. And then when I'm doing my switch gears to my work, now I'm like forecasting. Now I'm thinking about the future and I'm trying to get the evidence and the information in there to prepare people so that, you know, their minds are a little more, well, maybe not their minds are at ease, but I'm trying to get it there to yeah. where they, at least if you see it and you kind of have something tangible to work with and you can make better decisions. So it's like this balancing act. I don't know. Yeah. What's that like for you guys before I go on to the next one? Well, yeah. For me. Oh, go ahead. You go it. No, you go it. On here. I was just going to say for me, it's been getting closer to God, praying every day, Bible study, putting my faith in God for things that are just beyond my control. And I don't know how people, I see people frantic. Yeah. It seems like the, the chaos in society, you see all these fights on social media, just, you know, erupting for no reason and restaurants and, and airports everywhere. You know, mm -hmm. it just seems like the, the hysteria and this frantic behavior. Um, I, I guess a lot of that comes from this just, fear a constant sense of fear and anxiety and so for me um i don't know how i would be but i probably would be one of those people if i didn't have my uh everything grounded in a sense of faith right. and um having that closeness with with god and you know remaining in prayer because that is what just gets me through especially when there's these um, big losses, like, you know, what we just saw with the midterms and things like that, you know, you can really get, end up getting depressed if you don't oh, sure. have some sort of oh. foundation to rely on. Oh, it's, it's, it's really hard. Like a good, a good, um, uh, idea of that is when Trump lost the election. I mean, as soon as that happened, a lot of things for me completely changed. It, it yeah. was like I had to go rethink a lot of things that I was doing, whether it was the working or the creating that I was doing or anything like that. I had to really like refocus. And I was like, okay, where's my path going to go from here? Because uh, that put a big spanner in the work for a lot of things. And a lot of things started to go downhill from that too. So it's taken a long time for me to even get back to where I am now. And there's still a lot more I can go. Um you know, to, to, to get to that best self version of yourself, because I think that's very important to try to find that best self version of yourself. And I think you, you, you both hit two different um, ideas of how to do that. Like with you, Corey, it's staying in the present. You know, it's, I, I do something very similar. It's whether I have a cup of tea or a coffee, I drink it like it's the last thing I'm going to have. 
you know right. like I really appreciate that moment <laughs> right like if it's a cup of coffee it's the most amazing coffee and I enjoy every second of just doing something simple right exactly it's so important and yeah. I mean I've always I've always kind of been like that um but these last five years have taken me off that course here and there and so I had to kind of get back to that you know so everybody, so, okay, so, everybody so, gets thrown know. off course Right. So moving on to then we had Catherine Austin Fitz on with financial strategies during wartime. And that was a phenomenal one because she went like real in depth on so many different aspects of it and gave tons of tips in it. And um, of course, you know, her, I just a few of her famous ones, those cash Fridays, get out of the big banks and don't invest in the enslavement system, you know, invest in family, friends and local businesses. And she has some really great stories around those, um, on how to do that, you know? And then we had, uh, Stefan Verstappen on, which was family preparedness and building a survival community. And that one was really great too, because he's been living in this lifestyle for decades. So this is not even something new to him, you know? So he had a bunch of tips, but one of the things he said that stuck in my mind is, he was talking about, you know, if you move to a new location and you're trying to find that perfect community and everyone's just like scrambling, I got to build a community. I got to find a community. But if you need to get out of where you're at and you're moving to a new area and you don't know anyone, like try to get your mind out of, I have to find the perfect match, the per people who think just like me and those that have the same political beliefs and on and on and just join a damn book club, a church, a sport or gardening or local network uh, get to know people in the trades and just start building relationships, like put the politics and everything aside, because when shit goes sideways, I mean, the most important thing is like food, shelter, medical, and you want people to have your back, you know, and you want to be, have a support system and you want to be able to support others. And so it's kind of like, I think of times where we've seen, we've either all experienced it or we've all observed it and seen it happen with other people we know who have been through terrible like tornadoes or house fires or hurricanes and everyone, you know, locally just kind of bands together and gets out there and helps because that's human nature. And so you can put the politics aside and you can bring that in once that needs to come in down the road. And we won't even call it politics. We'll just say knowing of the bigger agenda of what's going on, because then they'll be looking to you for that information at some point. But in the meantime, at least you're establishing those relationships and building a support system so nice you gotta love those preppers who've been doing it for like decades and, like, <laughs> and then there's yeah. these people that are all of a sudden now doing it and they're like welcome to the party you know mm -hmm. <laughs> i uh, know what, they're what great resources show? though like uh what's that show called american preppers or something i don't know but doomsday preppers that was it i remember watching that show in like the early 2000s and it, it was it was like broadcasted as like these nutcases you know, storing food and all. And to be fair, some of them were <laughs> like mixed in. Some of them were a little bit batshit crazy, but most of them were just. Well, now they're looking like geniuses. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, so, some were way off the rails, but like some were actually, you know, like just doing what a lot of people started doing after Rona. You know, they're like, shit. You know, maybe that is not a, such a bad idea. Just having a few non-perishables around or, you know, stocking up on this. These things are important. 
Because right? who knows what can happen at the end of the day? I mean, Building out your own energy supply. What once looked like, wow, that's a lot of work. Having your own gravity-fed water system. Who would want to go through all of that? <laughs> What's the point? But now, oh, we got this great little commercial on here. Right. Delivery ad. Um, but then... But now people look at it and be like, and they're like, oh my gosh, that'd be so great. That's freedom. <laughs> you right. know, I don't have to rely on it coming from anywhere else. So, so then we had, this was a great one. John Jacob Schmidt on with equip yourself with grid down comms. And that one, what he pointed out, I mean, ugh, a wealth of information and he lists all kinds of equipment and the, you know, of course I was grilling him with questions on that because I was, had gotten ham radios and wanted to know more about it. So, but what he pointed out, he says, you know, communications always seem to be the last thing on people's minds when in reality, they should be the first thing. So if cell towers, landlines, satellite phones, and internet go down, guess what? The radios still work. Now, someone's going to comment and say, well, they can take those towers down too if they want. Sure. But typically, those are the last man standing when it comes to communications. And those who are licensed and more advanced in it, they have the ability to actually shoot texts over through the radios, they can shoot texts over to cell phones for people like, if, and they've done this, you know, when there's fires going through towns or a hurricane or something and power's all down, they can still get text messages to people to let them know like where to go or where help is. So that was a phenomenal one. Is that your dog speaker? <laughs> he's trying to talk to me. Sorry. He's cute. <laughs> he's, he's to, I was he's confused for a minute. I'm like, is that the dog on the Sorry. screen? <laughs> no, he's he's letting me know that it's time for work because he gets ready to like jump in the car. That's so funny. <laughs> he comes to work with me. Small he needs. He, he wants to go hurting, Dad. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then we had Franklin Sanders on, and he's gray sharp as attack. Uh, transitioning into real money, and we talked all about you know precious metals and everything. And uh, one of the things he pointed out is that. You really want to keep your gold and silver. You want to have 24-7 access to it. You want possession of it. Uh, if you have a local depository you can drive to quickly and it's got really late hours, then maybe as, as a second option, you know, but you really want to keep it on hand. And he also worked with Solarian creating the silver and gold calculator, which is a fantastic tool. And then we had... Uh, David Dubine on, which was uh, Bountiful Food and Self-Reliance. And oh my gosh, there's so many tips and things that he offered in there. It was just a wealth of information. But the what I loved was how he ended it. He said, everything I'm explaining to you, I never knew how to do before. I had to learn it. I'm perfecting my skill every step of the way. So if you're looking at this and going, wow, this guy is a mountain of information. There's just no way I can understand and do all of this. You can. I learned it. Anybody else can learn it too. It's about putting your fingers in the soil and actually doing it so you can learn it. So I thought that was the key, which kind of goes back to what I was saying before. You know, there's so many skills people have. They just don't, they've never tried them. They've never tapped into them. True. They don't realize how good they are at, at things because they haven't tried it. So I think confidence right now is probably really down and we need to get that confidence level back up. Yeah, I heard something in this talking about the topic of growing food. Um, I heard something and I haven't fact checked this, but I think it's true um, that back in the 50s, 
it was extremely common. In fact, most people grew their own food, grew the majority of their food. And just over the years, we got away from that. So, you know, we've become just more reliant on things that now we realize are faulty, like supply chains. So um, having that just as, you know, a resource um, to as a backup to be able to always ensure, you know, your food supply and the people you care about is is awesome. Right. Absolutely. And then uh, so then we had Nancy O'Brien on. We had a little bit of, a little bit of audio trouble with that one. But we we ended up going to almost an hour and a half because she just had so much so many great tips. So she's was a, a holistic health practitioner for, I believe, around 30 years. And, um, of course, you know, we, we went over so many different things and we were talking about, well, if you had to go get, um, you know, stuff right now to keep the, make sure you have on hand, like, what are the top five things? And, of course, Thieves Oil uh, was one of the big ones because it has so many multi-uses. It's such a great healing remedy and there's so many different applications for it. And that, that's something that I've always had, um, is thieves oil. Cause I've, I've been into oils for a long time. And then another one, and I found this one interesting, which I, I really want to try. Um, she said, this actually comes out of the Navy and they used steel plates, but the aluminum foil works as well. And you can pull off a piece of aluminum foil and just stand on it, obviously barefoot for like one to two minutes a day. And it will help pull the heavy metal toxins out of you. Isn't that interesting that's interesting yeah yeah so that one was cool and then um the last one so so we've had 10 episodes in 2022 we got 14 more coming in 2023 and um in fact the next one coming out is by an off-gridder with it's so fantastic so all right so the last one we had was paola brown on homeopathic health and homeschooling which was really coincidental timing with the whole thing with the FDA. Um, but she has created this fantastic curriculum. So she's like homesteader, homeschooler, homeopathic. She's got all the homes in there. And she <laughs> <laughs> created this brilliant <laughs> curriculum um, for children and adults that incorporates both traditional learning and homeopathy. And she's got it in like book form and workbooks and cards and games and music. And what she calls generations of healing. And it's really cool because it's, you know, especially if you're homeschooling and you want to add something in there for health, this is great because it teaches you and trains you both the kids and the adults on um, how to kind of memorize and learn and memorize all the different um, healing modalities out of there and what are used so that when you're choosing the, the, because there's thousands of them, I didn't realize there were that many. But when you're choosing like which homeopathic medicine to use, you know, by like, based on what symptoms you have, then you'll know what to choose. And so it's, it's a really, really cool curriculum. And then right after we recorded this, the FDA drops, um, and she told us that this was something was in the works that they've been battling the FDA. And I'm actually going to get something out on that either this week or next week um, because she had put something together to submit to Congress that people can go in and comment on, which we need people to do because the FDA, as we know, is gunning for our wonderful healing 
remedies and natural healing and and non-pharmaceuticals. And the reason for that is, and I think we might've mentioned this edge in last week's podcast, is they passed this through the CARES Act to give the FDA more authority over this. So now they're wanting to, they set up guidelines for homeopathic medicine and uh, they're going to start to try to regulate to make sure it's all safe and effective, which cracks me up. Right. And just like so, the COVID job, safe and effective. So they're going to start, you know, effective. there's so many of them though. It's going to take a long time for them to start saying, Hey, you over there who's manufacturing this, you now need to submit the proper information to us and the, all the wonderful half million dollar fees. And we'll let you know if it's safe and effective and it can stay on the market. Isn't that great? So, but, but all in all, uh, I've been really, really happy with how the solution series has been going because we're finding wonderful people who, you know, are living this, you know, they, they've yeah. been through these things, they've experienced these things and they're telling you like, these are solutions that work. Right, right. It's great to get some advice from real people who have uh, been living it, experiencing it, have a wealth of knowledge. That's what we need to depend on um, for, you know, our own exploration of these things, people that are new to it, like me. Um, so, guys, check out Corey's Diggs Solution Series on her website um, so you can get all of those um, podcasts and reports. And then you said you had 14 coming in 2023. Right. Now this, just so people know, every, nothing on my website is behind a paywall, but the subscription, the solution series is a uh, subscriber based. It's very minimal. It's, it's $60 for all 24 episodes and we roll them out at two a month. So, so we're rolling these out through the end of July, 2023. And it's a great way to support Corey's digs. It's a great way to support all of these people who are giving us a wealth of knowledge. So, and it's an right. awesome resource. So excellent. Yeah. So I know you had some um, other solutions you wanted to point out with the public and yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I kind of wanted to focus on states fighting back. Um, some successes that we're watching happen uh, right now that we can build on in 2023. And I think a lot of that is going to be on the state level. We need to stop thinking about the Fed federal level um, as presenting solutions. They're nothing but the problem right now right so, it's one big uniparty yep yeah so if we start fighting more on the state level i think that's where we're bound to see more success and some examples of that are states fighting against big tech fighting against big pharma big money in all of the esg stuff so uh one example is this missouri versus biden case which is making some real headway against big tech so the missouri and louisiana attorney general's office they have this ongoing case regarding big tech working on behalf of the federal government the entire biden regime is listed in this case in this lawsuit and um you know everything from the fbi and the doj to uh fauci and the niaid to um the the hhs and, and dhs and just all of the three-letter agencies that have been so corrupt are listed in this case and they've already deposed fauci they've deposed the fbi agent elvis chan who was coincidentally 
just exposed through the Twitter files just released on how he was directly working with Twitter to censor people. So, I mean, uh, and then they've deposed Daniel Kemmage from the State Department. Jen Psaki tried to get out of giving a deposition, but the court's ordering that she has to give her deposition. So that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, with everything that's dropped lately with the Twitter files, and then there was this disclosure on Facebook, Uh, about Facebook having a secret government portal to censor free speech. This case has a really strong chance of winning. And so I want people to remain hopeful, keep an eye on that one, because um, this is uh, a success that we can build on and um, a model for other states to take similar action. And... um, same thing going on with uh, a f- the fight against big pharma and captured agencies out of Florida. So Florida's um, going to have going after big pharma and the Biden re- regime's health agencies for any wrongdoing uh, with regards to the COVID jab and adverse events. DeSantis is petitioning the Florida Supreme Court to in- uh, and panel a grand jury to investigate and um, just as we've seen with this court case against big tech and the Biden regime, I think we're likely to see depositions and documents come out of this investigation, just showing how much they lied and covered up about the harms of the jab. So um, lots of good things, I think, to come from that investigation that we need to look out for and build on that success in, in uh, 2023. I, I have one to sneak in here. Um sure. That was on the Defender on Children's Health Defense. So 500 healthcare workers get 10 million settlement after being fired over COVID vaccine mandate. So a U.S. judge just approved a multi-million dollar settlement on December 19th for workers who were fired by an Illinois healthcare system for refusing to get a COVID-19 jab. And it's actually 10.3 million. Um, so, so this could set a precedent for other cases most certainly so that's that's pretty good news yeah and uh federal contractors just saw some relief a court just upheld a lower court ruling um that said that the biden regime can't impose a vaccine mandate on federal contractors so we're seeing some wins in the court system and uh so that's another piece of good which news. is important because we all know they want and they you know they keep saying when the next pandemic comes mm-hmm. so we know they're planning more oh of course they are <laughs> um well, yeah we just started in the pandemic field <laughs> right, gotta keep- we've just started in the pandemic field they know it they know it works man so like, gotta keep the up. perpetual emergencies going right And states are finally waking up to BlackRock and what the danger that it imposes on us through their ESG initiative. Um, That report that you put out, Corey, just recently on BlackRock, people need to go and revisit that because it's important. And right after I put that out, Edge, Vanguard pulled out of a huge climate coalition because they were feeling the heat. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. we're, We're putting the heat on them finally. 19 states are pushing back against BlackRock and ESG by withdrawing investments and taking legal action 
Uh, Arizona's launched an antitrust investigation with a coalition of 19 states. So they're investigating BlackRock um, for antitrust violations, meaning they're basically coercing and forcing businesses to um, to follow their ESG, you know, environmental social governance initiatives that are, you know, basically putting energy sectors out of business. And so um, these uh, states are going after them for antitrust. And also Texas has subpoenaed BlackRock for documents related to forcing companies to comply with ESG. And they've prohibited BlackRock from doing business in that state. Mm-hmm. So a lot of good action happening against BlackRock. A host of states have divested billions from BlackRock, including Florida. They uh, divested $2 billion so far. They're going to be fully divested by 2023. Louisiana took $794 million out of BlackRock. Missouri, $500 million. Utah, $100 million. And West Virginia and Arkansas have taken out millions as well. We need to see more action like this. We need to build on this success. BlackRock is a $10 trillion company. Yeah. We, uh, you know, it, We're not making even home. a dent yet. But if we unite together and do it together, it's bound to put some pressure on them to where they back off. Look, we've seen it. We've seen it. We've all boycotted and screamed from the top of our lungs, you know, with uh, various big box stores or restaurants or airlines and movies and all kinds of stuff where they've pulled stuff down, they've removed it or they've reversed course. So our voices, you know, it, it. it feels like we're fighting this uphill battle because we are, it is, it's, it's a tough battle because the battlefield is big. There are a lot of targets coming at us simultaneously, but we are getting wins along the way and we have to turn up the heat and keep the pressure on. This is a a battle of a lifetime. I mean, we need to kind of get in that mindset of, we're going to have some wins and we're going to have some losses, but this is going to be ongoing and we need to have perseverance and longevity because it, they're not going to give up. So really, we're the only thing that stands in the way. Um, but we have had some major ex- successes and along the lines of what you just said, this is more of uh, kind of going into what citizens are doing uh, on the personal level by voting with our, our wallets um, or moving out of blue states or homeschooling. So like if you talk about voting with our wallets, we've seen mass cancellations of Disney Channel losing millions of s- subscribers, Netflix. I think Netflix in 2022, the first two quarters, they lost 1.2 million subscribers. So and then yeah. PayPal, <laughs> thousands of people pulling out of PayPal because of that can that policy to impose $2,500 fines to people for missing, quote, misinformation. Right. And mainstream news, epic fail. I mean, they're losing numbers by the month. That's gone the way of the dodo very quickly. Yeah. Just free to air TV. Yeah. So we are making a dent. We're making a very nice dent. And that's why we need to turn it up, get more people involved and keep keep the pressure on. Exactly. Exactly. We are. I mean, and if you look at on a state level, uh, people just moving out of blue states in the masses. I mean, just looking at like the Census Bureau, we've seen huge growth in states like Texas and Florida and declines happening in California, New York, Illinois. 
And simultaneously, they're moving billions of dollars. These these Democrat states are losing, you know, those billions of dollars that are going from people's incomes and from businesses leaving um, to these red states. So, um, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of changes um, happen by personal choices that we're all making, but it's making an impact um, on the grand scale. I, I think one of the biggest narratives that needs to be uh, demolished is the climate hoax because they use that for every agenda. Every single agenda I've ever researched point uses the climate hoax as as a reason or an excuse. I mean, for the most insane, absurd things where there's no logic in it at all. Like, let's take cow farts, for example. Okay, if the climate hoaxers really want to buy into all that and really want to believe there's a problem there and really think we should have fake meat. And okay, then how about you thousands or millions of people stay away from the cows and the real meat? And the rest of us will continue our lives the way we do. And then, boom, you'll save the planet because maybe we just cut it down by a third. <laughs> but no go. one's going to buy into this trend of fake meat. No. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't think that the protein-based meat has really done that well on the market. So how are they going to sell synthetic meat to people? Um, by forcing it. <laughs> by right. Forcing. Well, Oh, 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 we've got incentives coming. Like, you know, buy four fake meats and we get a free coffee. <laughs> but, but think of this, but think of this. So, okay, you say by forcing it, right. So that would mean they would have to heavily regulate the whole cattle industry, uh, chicken, let's see, aquafish, they're moving into fish. So, so they regulate all this to the point where there's hardly any left on the market to be sold and the only way you're getting meat is by eating the fake meat but you still have all those people who were against it that are not going to eat that fake meat so they're going to lose their asses they're going to lose their money and they're going to go well crap now what do we need to do because they need to keep it going so i don't know that's going to be an interesting industry to keep our eyes on we're going to have an underground beef railroad there you go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it. It would be smuggling mates in. It's good. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's like if you banned anything like that, there's, there's going to be a black market that's going to pop up for it, especially if it's real meat. Right. We'll be buying cows in underground garages and auctions. It's going to happen. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there's no way meat's going away. No, no. Lots of things to look out for 2023. I don't want people to be down. This is the holidays. Um, spend time with our, you know, family and the ones that we love and be positive about some of the successes that we've had over yep. the course of this year and how we can use those successes to build on more successes in the coming year personally and together, working together at, you know, the community level or the state level or, you know, at a societal level. Yep. Yep. Everyone needs to get grounded, get balanced and pick your battle. Stop being distracted by all the many distractions they're throwing at you. Do and some yoga, take some meditation. That's yeah. You Lift know, some I've weights. been slacking on that. Right, lift some weights. Lift some weight. The new year Ooh. is a good time to make those uh those changes. <laughs> it's, it's it actually is because it never sticks is... at New Year's. You gotta make it before that. <laughs> it has to be a lifestyle change. 
<laughs> my new year resolution is that deep state's going down yes new resolution get him i can but get i want to wish everyone a very very merry christmas happy new year happy holidays and and to you two thank you for the past year and i can't even believe we're on what episode are we on now like over 170 i think crazy. yeah crazy crazy you guys have been killing i'm very proud of both 170 weeks wow it's crazy it it's crazy we've been friends for a while yeah it has been a little bit all mm. right guys Merry Christmas to all of you listening. Merry Christmas to you special people for uh, sticking with us and to you too um, for being friends all this time and mm-hmm. getting through the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly together. That's yeah, right. right. <laughs> it was good. It was good to have you back on speaker. I miss I was you. good to be on. I miss you both too. And everyone listening. I miss you all. And I hope you're all doing well. And I will continue to pop on, on and off. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still in the background. <laughs> so, nice. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today on Dig It. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. No longer on YouTube. So please be sure to subscribe to our other platforms so you don't miss a podcast. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Thank you.